What's up, dudes, dudettes, homies, home, is it homets? Bro, I don't know. But welcome back to another episode of Sincere Sessions with Steven. It is currently um, February 2nd, 10.01, no, 10.02 p.m. Captain's log, star date, whatever. It's a cold, cold night. Not too much going on. I see we have more planes in the area, so that's going to be fantastic. Really, uh, really looking forward to the sound of just that jet engine roaring across like this. Thank you. You were substantially quieter than most of them in the past, so appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, so last episode, I kind of just wanted to talk about my most current job that I got talk about my experiences with it very in a very short amount of time that I had with it and I addressed that I due to how I was feeling I was unable to make the interpersonal interview that I was uh, that I promised you guys on social media maybe like a month ago because your boy was not in those sad boy hours but guess what depression struck again in the middle of the day and I was like, oh shit, sad boy hours. So I mostly just slept for the, for the majority of today. And I was like, bro, you know what? I'm gonna go out and do my podcast. Yes, because I am now in the current mood that I need to be where I can do that interview with myself. And it's not to the point where I'm completely, oh, life sucks. But it was just one of those like sad waves, I guess. And I know I'm gonna be experiencing those a lot more often, like, just in general, because I do suffer. Like, I do have de- espressi depressi, it's okay. Like, you know, I'll, I'll, I just learn how to deal with it in different ways. But uh, I'm also trying to come up, like come to it with more of a, of a clear mind and maybe able to really analyze and just be taught, like be more precise on who I am as an individual and how I, how I, how I be, how I exist. So, with enough of this stupid intro, let's get into the next segment. Okay, so uh, first thing, okay, so yeah, to kind of start this this little summary, um, I'm gonna be talking about, like like I said, I'm basically gonna kind of give like an intrapersonal interview. And if I, be- if I am using the word intrapersonal, Right, which I might have to go to Google one second. Wow, this is embarrassing. But hey, guys, I'm human. I don't remember a lot of the things that I say. Okay, yeah, interpersonal definition occurring within the individual mind or self. Okay, so yeah, what I'm going to be doing is kind of a vocal interpersonal interview. So instead of it being like in the mind, I'm going to be kind of kind of reflecting on myself but the person that I'm talking to is also gonna be myself. So I know that kind of sounds like really narcissistic, but I'm not doing it to try and prove like either how much better I am, but just kind of really see how other people see me and really how I I view myself. Maybe some truths that like I, I don't, I would rather not let other people see, or maybe sometimes some things that I kind of want to hide from myself because I don't want to believe that I am this way. But uh, so, That'll be like the nitty gritty of this episode. I'm also going to do like a quick little segment right after, like right after this one, just to kind of talk about what happened with Nerd Power. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like I left on good terms, you know, but uh, I just kind of have my little, my little like few minutes piece to kind of say over there. But like I said, the nitty gritty is really going to just be about that interview with myself. And uh, so kind of going to be talking. So like when I'm talking to myself, like as the interview, um, the the self that I'm interviewing is going to be coming with more of a a mindset of of that sadness. Maybe not to the point where like extremely depressed because I'm not going to try and force myself to get that way, but just like a little taste of what really goes on in my mind when I do allow it to get the best of me like that. And I don't know. Maybe uh, I can use it as something that kind of take away from it that way you know next time it happens I can think well no I realize now that after all of these times maybe I can do something different I could try 
uh, a better approach or hopefully you guys can relate to it and be like, oh, okay, maybe this kind of gives me an idea to either do something similar or just kind of think about it when I have those bad days. We really kind of pick out what, what, what's wrong and what's, what's going on and maybe how I can learn to not exactly deflect it and pretend like it doesn't exist, but sometimes either go through it or prevent it from really even letting get, get you down in the first place. Like not to the point where you're, like I said, ignoring that, it, like, that it's there as it'll just go away on its own, but acknowledging that it's there, but not allowing it to take over and control how you feel and how you go about your day, you, how, how you think about yourself, about other people, just basically not let it get to you like unfortunately I do. But yeah, uh, so that's gonna be like the little summary. We're gonna get into the little part about nerd power right now. So to talk about what happened with nerd power, it is nothing against the people there, nothing against the company, I just, came to the conclusion that it really wasn't for me. I, I left um, this past Friday. Uh, we were out in the vans like we normally do. Uh, if I haven't, if I didn't talk about like what we actually did, like in terms of work in a, in a regular work day. So basically we would get there, we'd clock in, and then uh, we would go into the room. We would uh, look at like either, either a motivational quote or some challenges to, to kind of, um, do like some friendly competition, but mostly to kind of challenge ourselves to see, you know, if we can make assessments or get sit downs, like things like that. Um, and we were, and then, so when we do that, then we just kind of, we play a little game to kind of increase team morale, hopefully get everybody in a better mood. But then they're also kind of like memory games as well. So I guess it's to kind of help with our cognitive thinking and functioning. I'm assuming, I mean, honestly, it was just really fun to just kind of connect with the, the, the group like that. And then we would be uh, divided um, into one of three, uh, into three vans and we would see who drives with who to see uh, which areas need to be picked off. So that's what we were doing, you know, Friday. And I came in it with an okay, um, I guess, mindset. I wasn't like overly excited about it, maybe. Or no, okay, it's really hard for me to try and describe this because I honestly did not like the job. I didn't really like going door to door because I know that a lot of people aren't going to believe in what I have to say anyway, which I mean is fine. Honestly, what I was doing was always for the customer's benefit because the company that I worked for really did care about their consumers and were, I mean, really doing their job and uh, to, to save people energy on their um, different electricity uh, uses and just save money overall with different more, um, you know, like uh, reliable source of energy, I guess, because it was mostly solar, but we also had different programs. So I didn't like just the, the, the going door to door because I knew that people weren't going to listen to me and I don't really like to get in people's ways, you know, like if we happen to meet, like, okay, cool. But I, I don't, I'm not really one to kind of go out of my way to try and get somebody to, to buy something. I don't know, it just wasn't the, the right job for me. And I, I didn't really like it, but I kept going because I enjoyed the people that I worked with. I enjoyed the, the time that we got to spend even after work, like uh, when we went to, uh, we went to, to Fast Eddie's uh, after my first week there. But, um, yeah, it was going in maybe like an hour, no, it was like two hours after uh, we had all set off and we had gotten into our individual areas. And, you know, I was, I was just knocking around houses and I got that kind of wave of sadness. It kind of hit me on the job. So I immediately lost any kind of interest I had for the other customers or for myself or the job that I was doing. Not to the point where it was just like, oh, I don't really care, but I was like, I'm not really as excited to be doing this as much as um, I want to say that I was. I mean, I, I tried, but I'm not really one to hide my emotions. I mean, uh, to tell you the, the truth, a lot of the times they get the best of me. 
And it wasn't, I wasn't always like that, but I, I, I usually just kind of use that as an excuse to try and find a way to justify, you know, when I have those bad days. But I'm getting too much into what the next segment's gonna be. But I mean, like, hey, see, like, I'm already kind of starting to realize, or like, at least just, just picking things out about myself. Um, but yeah, that'll be more on the next segment. But yeah, so I was, I was knocking doors and that wave of sadness hit me and it was also just like a realization like you know this just isn't a job for me i'm not really enjoying what i'm doing the pay honestly wasn't worth it the only thing that was worth it were, were the people i really really enjoyed working with the people another thing that kind of weighed upon me um when we went to fast eddies uh i was kind of talking to the people that were higher up than me like they were still assessors so that was my position, but they were there for longer. So they've built better connections and, you know, they have more work experience and things like that. Uh, and, you know, they were telling me that a lot of the newbies like myself were getting canned about their, like after their first or second day, because the, uh, our specific branches, HR decides that they don't really care about the quality of the people they just want more more new people as they can and i can understand that because like it's it's a small branch like that part i'm i'm, I'm fine with okay like like yeah i get it you need more bodies but then they kind of like go against what they were saying in the first place because they do care about quality because when these they only give these newbies about like a day or two to really prove what they got and honestly that second day you're still shadowing you know one of the one of the people that have been there longer. I mean, a lot of newbies don't really feel confident to be out and about knocking on the first day like I was. I mean, I was still shadowed, like I was still shadowing somebody, sure, but we took turns knocking. You know, I took turns doing my door post, like things like that. You know, a lot of newbies don't really get that kind of confidence until like their third day when it's their actual first day out by themselves. They usually have to take, or they like to take those first two days to, to shadow their person, see how this specific assessor you know talks to people maybe body and like this is just for me i wanted to see how different assessors handle situations because i want to see what works for them and what doesn't like my first day i shadowed my friend levi and levi is not as social as me he's definitely very uh he's more antisocial and introverted but he uses that to his advantage he, he comes at the the consumers in more of a, of, a, of a laid back and repressed approach. Whereas I, since I'm more of an extrovert and, and social, I like to kind of, you know, I like to, I like to talk to people. I like to, you know, really like communicate and conversate. You know, I look for things that see if they're into, interested or not, like body language, signs, tone of voice, different word choice, you know, like little things you know, that I, I choose to analyze. Um, but I mean, hey, like for that approach, him and I, in terms of communicate, like, the way we conversate and how we are in a, in a social group were completely different but he used his personality to the best to, to do his job right and then um the second day i shadowed my friend james and he wasn't as like laid back or uh, like as levi but i mean he, he he was more relaxed than anything he didn't really have a certain tone about it he was just relaxed chill he, he didn't seem timid at all. So like for him, based on his personality, his social um, personality, like his, the way he, social behavior, there we go. He, he made that work for him. So I was trying to figure out, okay, well, what kind of, well, what can I do based on how I am to, to make this work for me? Um, but yeah, you know, a lot of newbies don't really gain that confidence. So it is kind of scary because the second day uh, when I went back, I, like I said, I was still shadowing, I was shadowing my friend James. I noticed that the newbies that I had met yesterday, or like the day, the day before, were gone. So I asked about them, they said, oh yeah, they got canned. And I was like, are you serious? And they're like, yeah, it was like their first day out by themselves and they got dropped immediately. And I was like, okay. And so I'm like, well, that's great. Uh, so. I came back Monday, you know, and so this is going to be like my first day out, my third day on the job. And I, I didn't really, I didn't like the fact, or no, I didn't leave Friday. I left, what, was it Wednesday? I think it was Wednesday. Bro, I don't remember. 
All I know is that, oh no, it was, it was Monday. Yeah, it was last week. All I know is that I didn't like the fact that I felt pressured, like, I, like, I, like my, my own job was just gonna be uh, taken away from me for no, for, like, for no good reason. Like, I, I wasn't given enough, like either I didn't have enough experience or I just didn't have the right skills. Like, that I can understand. But if I don't even get the chance to prove myself, to prove that I have what it takes to be good at this job, and for them to can me just so they can hire some other new person to see if they have what it takes, and then like after one or two days, which they're still in training, by the way, to can them again, I don't see that as right. So I was like, you know what, fuck this. I'm gonna leave on my terms. I'm, I'm just gonna straight up quit. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna constantly live in fear that like one day I'm gonna go into the office and you know, they're gonna have to tell me to just kind of go home. And it was nothing to do with the people that really worked at like that specific office. They were all, they, they all hated it. They hated the HR person because they've seen, like apparently uh, in like the past three months, they've gone through like 50 or 60 applicants. So I was like, what the hell? Like that, that can't be right. That can't be good. <laughs> like if, if, you, if the HR person is dropping newbies this quickly, I mean, how do they expect anybody to, to grow? I mean, surprisingly, the people that I made friends with, they were there for months on end. So I, I assume something changed like right when I put in my interview or like a few weeks prior because the HR person was like, oh, new one, fuck them, drop them. So, but yeah, it was nothing against the company, nothing against the people that I worked for. I honestly enjoyed what little time that I had. I just, I, I, I didn't like that feeling, you know, and you know, there were some newbies that were better than me and I wasn't jealous of them. No, like, like there was this one dude uh, who, who got like four assessments his first day out and three assessments the next day out. So I'm already getting the vibe like, okay, like if I'm going to lose my job to somebody like him, like, okay, like he's clearly better. And I, I didn't have a problem with that. What I did have a problem was that everybody else just kind of seemed to like suck his dick. <laughs> like we had a, we had a work group chat that we were we were supposed to um, communicate with every time we got an assessment, right? And so from there, you know, people would like tell you, oh, okay, like hey, congrats, good job. Like I get that, right? But I mean, like it gets very discouraging, you know, for myself and for the other newbies who aren't having that kind of not luck, but like experience. You know, we're clearly not doing as good as as he is. We don't have the same. Um, No, yeah, experience, I guess. I'm, I'm retarded. I'm, I'm repeating things way too, way too, way too quickly or way too often. But yeah, it got really discouraging when every time you would see that this person got an assessment and then like the next hour he got another one or he got like two in a row or he got like five for the rest of the day. It, it was really annoying to see in the group chat just everybody just praising him you know like i was like okay like if i lose my job to this person fine you know whatever like <laughs> but I, I at the same time i was like no you know what no not whatever i mean i get it he's good like whatever if everybody else wants to suck his dick fine i'll just quit on my own terms because i clearly have no chance against this dude you know and it made <laughs> the dude that was that was better at it than me made it easier for me to quit because he was, he was real showboaty about it. Like, as soon as we got back to the office, first thing he was doing was like talking nonstop about all the different assessments that he got that day. Like, I get it, he's proud of himself. Everybody else is proud of him too. I'm proud, I'm like, hey dude, congrats. Like, you came at this, you know, the same day that I did and you're doing a hell of a lot better. Like, congrats, bro. Like, honestly, you're clearly meant for this job. But when you go and you just fucking gloat about it to everybody while you're constantly getting your dick sucked by the entire office, I was like, oh, okay, you know what? Well, you make it kind of easier for me to want to leave anyway, since I'm clearly no, I'm nowhere near your level of like salesman expertise. So I, I'm not even gonna fucking try. <laughs> like if I'm competing against you, there's, there's no chance. I'd rather just, you know, take my loss and leave. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deal with that. But um, no, yeah, overall, I, I, in the, like, let's say about a week that I was there at the job, I, I enjoyed my time, but it just wasn't for me. And I'm okay with that. Uh, so I'm still currently trying to find another one. Uh, I'm thinking of applying at a quick trip. 
uh, because when I know one of the night clerks there and he was telling me that he could get me in for uh, about the same amount that I was getting at Walmart, so about 11, 11.50, he said I could even go for 12 an hour. And he usually gets 40 hours bi-weekly. Or look, he gets 40 hours a week and I'm like, oh, that's fucking great because that's what I was getting at Walmart. He was like, no, yeah, and then we can even do overtime, bro. Like for me, I'm on 46 hours this week. And I was like, what the fuck? He's like, yeah, bro. And I was like, well, you're really making it, you know, sound appealing. So I might do that. You know, I'll definitely keep you you guys updated when I, you know, when I, I land that job or whatever. See, I'll, of course, I'll give it like a week or something to kind of tell you like, hey, so this is my experience. But uh, yeah, that, that was just like the first, just like, I know I wanted to say this to be like a few minutes, but clearly, as soon as I start talking, I have more to say, right? So this little 15 minute segment is now done. That was just what had happened with Nerd Power and why I'm no longer working there anymore. But um, again, props to the dude who like is really killing it out there, despite my own jealousy a little bit, but more to like really just, I hate the fact that he's so gloat, but he's, he's so showboaty about it. Props to him. And I, I honestly wish him and the rest of my friends the best of luck in, uh, you know, in their work days, even though uh, they were telling me that they're looking for other jobs as well. But um, yeah, so with next segment, I'm just kind of kind of try and get into the interpersonal interview. I've never really done anything like this before where I guess I'm like talking to myself, but I'm seeing it as if the other like my other self is another person. You know, so I'm gonna feel a little weird and crazy, but uh, we'll see how this goes. Okay, so now is the interview. Um, I guess I'm gonna try and come at it as a way to reflect on how I have like on how I have uh, acted in certain um, experiences and kind of what I can do to do better. And then just, like I said, just kind of really seeing my behaviors laid out in front of me so I can really pick apart what I'm doing and hopefully try and um, carve a better path. So we'll see how this goes. Um, so, it's gonna feel really awkward. Like, how you how you doing today? I'm doing uh, I'm doing pretty good, man. Like, what's up? He's like, well, I'm I'm Steven, you know, and I'm just kind of kind of here to talk about uh, you know, I'm just kind of going around, just kind of talking to people, see how uh, see if we could kind of get like a a brief look into who they are as a person. Uh, no, yeah, man, I get you. Uh, funny that you say that I'm Steven too, but. Uh, <laughs> See, I'm already doing like so weird at this. Like, but, but anyway, like back to the interview. Um, no, yeah, I get you. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm very, I'm a very open book. You know, I'm a very social person. I don't really have a lot to hide. There are some things that I'm definitely ashamed of, and there's some things that I probably regret. But in all honesty, I wouldn't go back and change a single damn thing. You know, that that, that that's a really powerful movement that you. That, that's a really powerful thing that you say. You know, that you wouldn't change anything. I know a lot of my personal friends would um, would kill to go back in time to change one thing that they feel fucked up their life or their social life or some kind of aspect of their being for the rest of their existence. Why, why, why do you say that um, you wouldn't go back and change it if you had a choice? Uh, well, personally, I, I don't see a reason to. You know, I may have my bad days more often than I, I care to admit or would like to say that I do. And a lot of that is just based on me. I, I allow my emotions to get the best of me and it's not really a healthy thing. I try and justify it by saying that I'm feeling and ex I'm allowing myself to experience this so that I can go through it, right? And for the right, in the right ways, that is one of the best ways to experience emotions and allow yourself to process them as all humans should. But it becomes very obvious that you're using it as a crutch when you constantly allow yourself to have more and more bad days because you recognize that you're starting to get or you're starting to allow a certain emotion or a certain feeling get the best of you. And instead of doing what you can to either prevent it from allow from like allowing it to control you or how you act or think or feel 
you instead give yourself this submissive, I, I instead give myself this submissive state of mind. We're like, all right, well, it's gonna fuck me sideways anyways, right? So I'll let it have its way with me. And then uh, when it comes back again for round five, I'm just gonna be its little bitch and conform to whatever it has to say. Those planes are kind of loud, huh? Yeah, they're always loud. Kind of annoying, huh? Eh? Some people enjoy my airplane reviews, so. But where were we, you were, you were continuing? Yeah, yeah, man, just, um, but I wouldn't change anything. I've had some bad, I've made some bad decisions in my life. Everyone has. I've made mistakes. I have done some very questionable things that I really wish I didn't, you know, but, and I think in the moment or after it recently happened, sure, I would give my right arm, my right leg, I'd, I'd kill myself if it allowed me to, like, I'm just saying this as an extremity, you know, as an exaggeration to allow myself, you know, if it meant the chance to change one thing in my life that I felt just messed me up and I, I can never go back to who I was. I, even if that was some kind of positive aspect, like I can never go back to, to being as happy as I was or as genuine, or maybe I, I, I'm not as, as open, you know, like whatever the, the situation was or like whatever the effect, the, the long-term effects and consequences were and how they affected me. I wouldn't change it because they made me who I am. Those bad decisions, I hope to God that I learned from them in the, in the future, you know? Hey man, nah, I get you, I'm, I'm right there with you, bro. Like, <laughs> I made some stupid mistakes too, man. And <sighs> big man in the sky, he's still looking out for us, huh? Bro, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't know why he continues to look out for, for myself and the rest of his children, because we are some stupid, stupid people. We make some dumbass decisions in our lives. But if we weren't to make those decisions, if I weren't to make those decisions, I wouldn't grow from them. I wouldn't allow myself to experience what, what was on, you know, for, for metaphor's sake, what, what was on the other side of door number two. You know, like for once, instead of constantly going to door one, I kind of wanted to change things up a bit, you know, kind of go door two, kind of experience you know, the variety of life, like the, the spice of life, variety. You know, and even if it was a bad decision, there's no use in thinking, oh, well, I wish I could go back because, well, obviously no shit, Sherlock, we can't, right? <laughs> and then you don't need to know what was going to happen if you made the other decision. I feel like you don't. Yeah, I gotta say, um, I know, I, I know I'm, I'm another version of you, right? It's kind of hypocritical that you say that because you, you allow yourself to become enveloped in what could have been and what might have been. You allow yourself to think so hard and become solely focused on what would have happened if you made a different choice. You know, so I find it really, really stupid of you to, and, and kind of, kind of, no, yeah, just really hypocritical to say things like that. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say that, I'm not going to deny anything that you said. I view myself as a hypocrite a lot because I tell other people and I, I hope to give them some kind of advice in how they should deal with, you know, some kind of emotional problem or I try and, I try and give people advice when they come talk to me but I'm terrible at trying to take it myself. It's either a pride thing, whereas if I feel like I'm not good enough for my own advice, or I feel like because it's not, or like because it is my advice, it's not gonna work for me. It's really stupid. And I'm not going to, like, I'm not disagreeing with you. Yes, I, I am very, I, I view myself as a hypocrite a lot of the times, and you know, I tend to kind of hate myself that well hey man I don't think you need to hate yourself no 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 hear me out I'm a, I'm a very critical person when it comes to myself any mistake that I tend to make even this from small to, to what I feel is in the moment or might have been just just catastrophic any kind of decision you know is always gonna have consequences that follow it right yeah that's how decisions work well, okay yeah so I am more of a perfectionist I, I was as a kid, I remember always you know, going through like art. My teacher hated me 
in art class because anytime I made a mistake, even when we were fucking painting, I would throw the entire thing away and I'd start fresh. Can't tell you how many calls my parents got from the art teacher because I was being wasteful, you know, but, but they also understood that I was a perfectionist. So I, I make a lot of mistakes and I kind of just like to joke about it, like, oh, well, fuck me, right? Oh, fuck, like shit, you know, just, just kind of like, just, oh, like, well, whatever, and then just kind of move on. But in those days, in those dark days of mine, I go back and I don't reflect to try and see, you know, how I can grow from it. I, I go back to the moments where what I felt was true happiness. And I, I go back to those 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 thoughts and the past where I, I really feel warm. I, I don't know what you mean. Okay, so it sounded very specific. Um, I find myself going back to, like today for instance, um, I was playing uh, Borderlands with um, one, of my new, one of the new friends that I, I talked about on this podcast. And she mentioned, you know, how um, she just, she missed the, the, the feeling of being wanted and, and being loved, you know, cause she's, she's currently not in a relationship and she was kind of just reflecting and talking about how uh, her exes were shit. And you know, I was, I was listening to her, but I allowed, I allowed that to, to bring up memories of what happened with, with college girl. And just, I, I miss being with her. I miss, at least I miss the feeling of it, you know? She's always going to be there in the back of my mind. I may not have those same feelings for her anymore. And I'm, I'm glad that I don't because they were, they were, they were awful. It was, it was usually just lust, not really anything of, of love or compassion or even romance. It was just something to kind of satisfy some kind of sexual desire that her and I eventually did. You know, we never had sex, but I mean, we did things to kind of, you know, erase us from that. Um, how do I put it? I'm, so, I'm retarded. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. Take your time. Yeah. Uh, my brain's not working right now. Um, to alleviate ourselves. Can I use that word? Allevi- Am I using that right? Yeah, I think you're using that right. Okay. All right. So I'll, I'll use, I'll use alleviate. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I miss being, um, in the car with her, you know, and just, looking at her, you know, um, and I understand that, you know, she's happy and I'm not trying to go back to the past because I want to be with that specific person again, but I genuinely miss that feeling. Like I I told this new friend of mine, the one that you're playing Borderlands with. Yeah. Yeah. I told her when we first started talking and we kind of started texting more and more daily and I flat out told her, I'm like, look, you might think this is weird and I'm sorry if I'm assuming <laughs> but I'm just kind of, and this is all on one conversation because I'm smooth like that. <laughs> but I'm uh, basically writing her a paragraph, just telling her how much I've really enjoyed waking up to somebody's text, even if we're not in a relationship. You know, like I barely know this girl. I'm not gonna say I've developed any kind of feelings for her, right? Like we just started talking, and I, I don't think I catch. I know I catch on quickly, but God help me if I catch on that fucking quickly, right? And I'm not seeing it as a relationship, you know? I'm just kind of saying like, I, I see this, no, this is a person that like, I'm trying to get to know better because she seems really cool. Um, I'm hoping that I can have this friend in my life for either a long period of time or uh, whenever one of us need, like whenever one of us needs the other to be there. And I thought I told him like, look, I, I can't tell you how much I've longed just waking up to somebody else's text. And she's like, well, don't your other friends text you? And I was like, it's not in that way, you know? Like, in, in my mind, I substituted these, these friendly texts. Or they, they brought me back to when College Girl and I were our unofficial thing. You know, we would, I would, we would text each other, you know, good morning or good night. It was just those really cliche things. But to me, they, they mattered, you know, just being able to spend time with somebody like that and and showing someone else as well as finally having someone else show me finally having someone reciprocate towards me the affection that i displayed and expressed towards somebody else having that sent back to me that was amazing 
as as bad as the whole quote unquote re- like relationship thing was, you know, um, no one ever did that for me. So, <laughs> I, I, like, you serious? I'm, I'm I'm dead serious, man. Like nobody ever did that. They either didn't give me the chance, or I scared them away with my insecurities. You know, uh, and we always told each other that we were going to be honest, even if the truth was going to hurt us. And in the back of my mind, God was constantly pounding on me, you know, saying, you know what you're doing is not right. I'm not going to stop you. I, I'm not going to take the, the gift of free will that I've given you. But you know this is going to end terribly. You know this is going to mess you up. You know this isn't right. And... Just because I thought I, I, I had held on to, I wanted to hold on to somebody that finally made me feel the way I felt like I deserved to be treated, even if the situation was entirely against my morals and how I would personally go at it in general. Like I, I put myself, my morals, and God Himself aside to be with this person because no one, like, in terms of relationship-wise, no one, no other girl made me feel that way back. No one, like, they didn't express it towards me. I've had crushes, you know, I've had girls that I liked, thought they were cute or whatever, and then when I would try to talk to them, you know, for whatever reason, it just doesn't work out. I'm not gonna, like, I'm not gonna sit here and lie to your face, be like, oh, no, yeah, I was a, I was a player, bro. I got mad pussy. Like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm, I hate people like that, just personally. Like, good for you, bud. You can't keep a relationship stable. I don't. I don't think that's something to gloat about. But that—that's just me, you know. But um, yeah. Sorry. Do you need a minute? Yeah. Um, It—it's it, really hard to kind of put how I feel into, into words. Plus, I mean, I'm kind of retarded. So, no, no. I, I get you. Take your time, man. Appreciate it, bro. I've been enjoying just talking to you. Well, I am you. I know, trust me, I already feel more crazy about it than anything. But, yeah, so, I was telling this friend of mine that I met, you know, I really enjoy doing that. And based off my personal, and based off personal experience with other girls, uh, you know, usually when I say something like this, it tends to kind of scare them off. They're like, ooh, it's kind of desperate, or like, ooh, insecure, ooh, clingy, you know, like, ooh, uh, for whatever reason, I'm not blaming them. I'm not gonna call them. I'm not gonna call any one of them like bitches or whatever. Like you know, like they're, they can do whatever they want. Like you know, they can treat me however they want. I'm in no control of that. It just always hurt. I was like, oh okay, I killed that. Great. Let me just add that to the, the pile, of things that I can hate myself for. Unironically, of course. <laughs> and um. So when I told her this and she was like, okay, well, first off, uh, you shouldn't assume, I really, I really hate that uh, about you and the, the few times we've talked, you, you assume that I'm going to be like other people and that kind of makes me, f- that makes me feel like you're viewing me as like I'm some kind of negative p- or bad person and I'm not, so I don't appreciate it. And she said that and that, that, that kind of opened my eyes. So I was like, oh shit, like I wasn't trying to make her feel guilty, but if I was subconsciously saying this and like this is how she was reacting and feeling to me trying to say I, I wasn't intentionally trying to call her out she had I, I had nothing to call her out for I was just saying based on my personal like based on my past experiences I'm just getting the awkward out and you know whatever happens happens that's how I tried to relay it but she she took it as more of a or like she said that when I say that you know it makes people think that I believe that they're a bad person and that I'm treating them terribly. And in the moment, I, I, I was kind of frustrated. I was like, well, that's, that's not what I'm trying to fucking say. It's like, I'm sorry that you took it that way, but that's not what I said. But the more I thought about it, the more I, I kind of understood where she was coming from. So I apologize for that. But she was like, anyway, after that, I get what you mean, you know? Um, you miss the feeling. You don't really miss the action itself. And I told her, I was like, hell yeah. I mean, who, who doesn't miss or, or want someone to, you know, to, to be with, right? Like, I mean, if you're one of those people that can be extremely independent and be fine without anybody else, more power to you. 
From what I've learned, I am insecure, I can be clingy, and I'm pretty codependent. My mood and my actions a lot of the time kind of depend on the social environment that I'm around. And unfortunately, because I have an infectious personality, I can alter that. Not that I can, not that I, I want to, or I mean to, but in both a positive and negative aspect and way of seeing it, I, I can alter that. Really? Yeah, it's something that I, that my friends helped me realize, you know, going through high school and even my last job at, or like my, one of my previous jobs at Walmart. But, um, yeah. Honestly, I, I lost topic. Where are we again? Bro, I was just listening to you talk and vent and I must be as stupid as you because I lost point. Oh, fuck. So we're, we're both kind of, you, you allowed me to ramble. I rambled and you just kind of listened. Yeah, basically. Oh, shit. Um, well, since we're on the subject, what else do you want to kind of pick apart about yourself? What have I not covered already? Uh, I've covered my insecurities, or at least a few of them. I've covered my codependency and my inability to take my own advice, which kind of proves I'm a hypocrite. Uh, I guess we can just talk about more of the self-loathing stuff. Are, are you sure, bud? Like, I don't think that's really healthy. I mean, I do it on like almost a daily basis. I find something to hate about myself. <laughs> I, I kind of joke about it or it really, really gets me. I mean, hey, if, if you're comfortable enough to talk about it, like, no, not really, but um, that's kind of why I'm doing this. That really doesn't make sense. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me either. Anyway, so let's see. What else can I say? Um, you know, I don't really have a lot of things. Or like, like there, aren't, there aren't a good number of things that, that are like popping in my head. Um, well, can I kind of give some input? Uh, sure, yeah. Okay, well, um, how about the fact that you claim that you're not judgmental, but uh, you do judge people a lot. You do it almost daily, if not daily. You do it with almost every person that you see. You have no idea who this person is, what they're going through, but based on what you see and what you perceive them as, you immediately make a judgment. Whether it's right or wrong, who you... You can't be doing that, man. Like, okay, we all make judgments here and there, right? But, and so I guess for that, I can pardon you on because we all as humans make judgment. We base judgment based off of what we see first before we get to know the person because that's, that's just how it is, you know? Okay, okay. But don't let it get to the point where you judge someone solely based off of how what, what they look like rather than you know who they are as a person or their actions see no that i will stop you there i i do make judgments as a person yes because i i'm a human but i don't judge people i only judge people based on their actions how they look like hey if, if you think like that looks good on you more power to you, you know? Like, I'm not gonna tell you, like, oh, you look fucking ugly, like, you look terrible. What, what right do I have to, to make you hate yourself or to make you feel bad for expressing the way that you want to express, you know? But, no, I judge people based on their actions. Okay, well, I'm sorry I kind of came at you the wrong way. Just, just wanted to make sure we're on the same page. No, no, yeah, I appreciate it, but no, yeah, we're, we're, we're on the same page. You got anything else you want to try and point out about me? Um, hmm. How about you being a Christian? Oh God, I kind of knew this was happening. Yeah, but it's something that you really need to understand. Sure, bud, lay it on me. No, no, I, I really, I think I need you to understand and listen to what I have to say. I'm all ears. I'm, I'm not doing this to kind of tell you to shut the fuck up. I'm, I'm all ears, please tell me.
So what exactly have you been doing to show other people that you're a follower of Christ? To try and tell somebody about Christ? To basically do any, any, just any of the simple things that Jesus has asked you to do as a follower? When was the last time you read your Bible? When was the last time you sincerely prayed? Not because, you know, you felt bad about masturbating and you felt it was shame, like a shameful act and you, you, you wanted repentance for that. Or you, you were praying for somebody else or because you wanted something. But you know, when was the last time you sincerely prayed and just talked to God? Try and reestablish the communication and the connection that you used to have with Him. When did you dwindle? Or why did you allow yourself to dwindle? And what makes you think in some aspects, in some regards, that you don't need him? This is, this is getting a lot to handle. Well, I don't, I don't care. No, you need to hear this. <laughs> you, you can't really claim to be a Christian if you're not acting it. I'm sorry that that's just the way it is. You're human, yes, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you can't use you as being human to justify your complete absence of God within yourself. You don't talk about God to other people. You don't seek Him out daily or at any point in time. A lot of the times when I know that you feel sad or depressed, you tend to push God away even further, thinking that you're so sad and you're so pitiful and you're too busy feeling sorry for yourself that you think that, you're, that our, our God is not strong enough to handle what you feel and how you, hey man, that's a little personal. I don't care, this is, this is serious, man. Like You do this every time that you get into these mood sets, into this, these mind, like this feeling. You allow yourself to become so engrossed with what's negative around you based off of one simple thing that happened. And instead of trying to find a way to push past it, you allow yourself as, oh, I'm just being human. You, you use that to be like, oh no, it's okay to say that I'm having a bad day because I'm choosing. Like, like you know, okay, like I, I get bad, like people have bad days, right? Well, yeah, of course, we're all human. Okay, yeah, that's fine. But it's, it's, it's one thing to have a bad day just in general, because life can be a bitch sometimes. It's, it's, it's one thing to say that, and another day to choose to have a bad day, okay? Like, you can't, you can't expect other people or want other people to feel sorry for you or f try and get any kind of pity out of them when you're the one doing it to yourself. Sometimes you just need to wake the fuck up and realize that you are in control of your own emotions. Now I get this is easy to say because right now you and I, we're not in that state. But we gotta find a way to alleviate ourselves and bring ourselves back up when we get into those mindsets. You get that? I mean, yeah, no, no, no. Do you, do you really understand that? D yeah, yeah, but like what, I don't, I don't know what you want me to do. You're, you're kidding me, right? You could start by talking to God. I mean, if you claim to be a Christian, yet you really know nothing about who he is, but you claim to, 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 to feel like you, you've been called to, to, to ministry, yet you, you kind of make, you, you do things that don't glorify God in any way, shape, or form. You think that's okay? No, well, clearly you do. Because you're just like, oh, fuck it, it doesn't matter. I'll just pray to God and ask for forgiveness later. Sure enough, he's going to give it to you because that's the kind of just and merciful God that we have. But that doesn't make it okay. You see what I'm getting at here? Yeah, and I'm not really liking it. Well, it kind of hurts, doesn't it? Sometimes you need to be told the truth even if it's from yourself, bud. I mean, really, what, what are you doing to, to show him to anybody? Well, I kind of talk about him in my podcast. Okay, that's cool. But like, really, what are you doing? And forget, okay, forget the notion of spreading it to other people. You can't spread it to other people if you don't have the specific relationship with him for yourself. You, you get that, right? 
Well, yeah, no, no, I, I know you know that, but I don't think you understand that. Because you claim to be called to ministry, right? And yeah, when you had a good relationship with Christ, when you were reading your Bible daily, when you were praying to Him, when you were talking to Him, when you were actually doing things that glorified Him and showed Him, you know, that you are thankful and appreciative of the gift of life that He's given you and the constant mercy that He's poor, that just flooding you with. But you don't really do anything like, okay, well, like when that happened, right? Like when you did all that, you felt great. It wasn't as easy for you to succumb to these bad feelings and emotions because you felt driven. God gave you purpose and you ran with it. You didn't care what anybody said. You didn't care what anybody felt about what you were doing. You knew that what you, what you personally were doing in the relationship that you had with God was good enough to be okay with it. Now you've allowed, you've justified your absence of God because of one thing that happened with College Girl. Just that whole relationship thing in general. You haven't been the same since and you're never going to be the same. That's not what I'm getting at. But you do need to pick it up. Like, it does you no good to say that, oh yeah, I used to be close in faith. So, I mean, what stopped you then? You've already made excuses for a year and a half now. Really, what's, what's stopping you from actually trying to pick it up again? Well, other people, well, this isn't about other people. This is about you. I mean, you claim to, again, you claim to be non-judgmental, but then you judge other Christians who aren't any better than you. You know that, right? Like, so what if they don't read the Bible daily? They may actually have a better relationship with Christ than you do. But because you don't, you feel that you need to try and find a way in your mind to drag them down to your level so you kind of feel better about yourself. Are you proud of that? Like, does that, does that make you sound good? No. So what are you going to do about it? And honestly, enough talk. Because I've heard you say that you're going to change. I've heard you. So we've made notions or like we've made it clear for almost everyone to hear that we're going to try and be better. And we forget about it the next day. We act like it didn't happen. We act like we only needed to do that to put on some kind of show to gain pity from other people. But when it, the time comes for us to put our actions into place, where are we? We're distracted. We don't care enough. We choose not to. Now, yes, we are human. So we're going to continue to make sin. We're, we're going to continue to make mistakes and sin every day for the rest of our lives. The issue is you're not trying to change. You're just saying, oh, well, I'm human. It's okay. And leaving it like that. That isn't, that's not okay. That's not good for you. That's not good for anybody else who God may call to you or call you to them. You don't have anybody right now to, you don't have anybody in your life right now to scrutinize you for how you are acting as a Christian. Nobody to challenge you or push you in your faith. So you've gotten lazy. You've gotten submissive. You've lost that fire in you that makes you want to fight for anything that Christ wants you to do. You say you don't recognize the person from way back then. Yeah, you're not going to. Because that was you back then. What are you doing to change and show who you are now? You claim to have learned from it. You claim to have grown stronger from it. Those are pretty words with no actions. <sighs> Man, you really did a number on me, huh? I mean, it's just kind of what you tell yourself on a daily basis. You just don't really do anything about it. Even now, these are just pretty words for the people that are listening. 
and for yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm honest to God hoping that we find something to do. We can find a way to, to change, to make ourselves better. Not for anybody else, but for us. To make us feel like we matter again. To make us feel like we do have a calling to ministry. And instead of constantly saying it, we should actually do something about it. What have we done to prove to, to, prove to ourselves that this is what we want to do? That this is what God has called us to do? We haven't tried to do anything to hone our skills, to, to become closer with God, to have a better relationship with Him, to try and talk to other people about Him, not in a preachy manner. I don't want you to be a street preacher. Both you and I, we hate those people. Yeah, they're annoying. And a lot of the times, if you listen to what they have to say, it's not, it's not what God says. They're just doing it to fuel their own greed or for, they're, they're doing it for their own purposes. Okay, so we don't want to be like that, but we have to be better than how we are now. We have to strive to constantly keep changing because change is inevitable. Change is constant. And we, you, you, I'm looking, I'm talking to you. You need to decide and you have to be able to decide to get up and keep going every day. It makes no sense to choose, oh, I'm just going to surrender. Every once in a while, yeah, I get it, you know? You need a break, whatever. But this often, man, that's sad, pathetic. Is there anything else you, you want to say? No, I, I feel like I've hit the nail on the, on the spot, bud. Again, these are just pretty words. They're not gonna mean anything until we actually decide to do something. So, can we, I can, like, I'm not even gonna ask you to promise that you're gonna try and change. I'm just gonna kind of end the interview here. I think I've said enough on the subject. was weird and awkward but a lot of the things that I said were um, very true I think I like to hide behind my pretty words because they make me feel sophisticated and I like to think not that I'm better than somebody else but that at least I have an idea of what I'm talking about and I do but I mean a lot of, like, all the knowledge in the world doesn't mean shit if you don't apply it. And that's kind of where I am right now. That's where I've been stuck. And I've chosen to get stuck for about a year and a half. So I'm not going to make any promises to myself or to anybody that's listening that I'm going to try and change. It's not going to matter what I say. But that's going to pretty much be it for this episode. It was... That was weird. I mean, like, being, like, talking to my myself, but, like, as the other, like, in a third person at the sense, it was, it was weird talking to myself and myself being, like, another person. But um, I'm hoping that some people can relate to this. I'm hoping that, I don't know, maybe whatever um, y'all heard is something that you can kind of use for future experiences or maybe tell your friends about it maybe something that you can help them with with that and I don't know I don't really have anything else that I can add for the conclusion I mean I kind of said everything 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 in that interview Uh, thank you guys for tuning in I don't know when the next episode is going to be I think it's it's safe to say at this point consistency of or an upload schedule consistency is not apparent in any way, shape, or form right now. But yeah, uh, I appreciate you guys listening all the way through. Just kind of, I mean, it was something that I, I promised you guys that I was gonna do, and it was something that I kind of wanted to try for myself to see if it would help. Uh, 
definitely brought some things to light that I might ponder for a little bit. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah. Um, yeah, thank you guys again for, for listening. Uh, I pray that you have a blessed day, night, morning, evening, whenever y'all are hearing this. And yeah, I'll take care.